Hello and welcome to Hank's Place, coming to you from Poolside, Venice, Florida. 1 Corinthians is a remarkable letter to the saints at Corinth. Corinth was one of the great cities of the ancient world, prosperous, busy, growing, and it had a deserved reputation for reckless pursuit of pleasure. <laughs> Perhaps you might be living among today's Corinthians, my friend. There was also a partisan spirit there. I am of Paul, said some. I am of Apollos. I am of Christ, said others. And Paul urged them instead to come together in agreement concerning Christ, specifically the message of the cross of Christ. And he writes of it in chapter 1, verse 18, that the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. The cross is God's wisdom, bringing salvation in a way that no one was expecting. The Jews were looking for great signs, a, a mighty deliverer in the pattern of Moses, only much greater. The concept of a, of a savior being put to death in the most hideous and demeaning way possible was just inconceivable to the Jew. To the Greeks, on the other hand, the cross was foolishness. How could a man being put to death possibly affect the lives of all humans for all time in a positive way? Foolishness, they said. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Why? Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. The crux of the gospel is the cross and what happened upon it. Now, I ask you, is that a message that's often or ever heard in your church? Is there even a cross erected in your church? Perhaps you have a smoke and darkness and strobe lights and loud music as a substitute, huh? Anyhow, concerning this, Spurgeon commented centuries ago, certain divines tell us that they must adapt the truth to the advance of the age, he wrote. That means fitted into the today's culture. <laughs> and he said that means they must murder it and fling its dead body to the dogs. And it simply means that a popular lie has taken the place of an offensive truth. Let every pulpit rightly say, we preach Christ crucified. A strong church, I am told, once inscribed these words on the archway in, in the churchyard. Over time, though, two things happened. The church lost its passion for Jesus and his gospel, and the ivy began to grow on the archway. The growth of the ivy began covering the message, uh, patterned uh, after the spiritual decline the church was experiencing. Originally, the inscription read, we preach Christ crucified. But as the ivy grew, uh, one could only reach, we preach Christ. And they, now they were saying Jesus was, was a, a moral example, a great man, instead of Christ crucified. The ivy kept growing and one could soon only read, we preach. The church also had even lost Jesus now in the message preaching religious platitudes and social graces. Finally, one could only read we, <laughs> and the church had also just become another social gathering place, all about we and not about God. 
So today, dear friend, I urge you, don't be like that church. Preach Christ crucified. Even if you're just preaching it to yourself, preach Christ crucified. You'll come alive.